This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So yeah, he brings a lot to the game. All right, let's go. Day number two of the week, hour number one of today's show. One of the goals for today is to do a good job, do your best. Somebody, uh, my dad said one time, if if your best isn't good enough, somebody's asking too much. (laughs) The goal is to do my best and to uh, have a fun show. And I don't know about good, but let's just have a fun show. And mainly, most importantly, we just hope that we don't brooks this this up today. We don't want to brooks this up. See, got it in there, Chris. First five minutes of the show, got it in there. We're just trying not to brooks this thing. <laughs> See, look, Chris Brooks, who hosts the Gridiron in Jackson, you know, he was an athlete. He played college baseball. He coaches, you know, he's around it. He follows football very closely. He knows it. You know that in the sports world, Chris, if you say something you don't like, your friends and teammates are going to stick it to you, and that's going to be attached to you forever. So the fact that you came out and said, oh, man, I, I don't want my last name to be a thing. I, I don't want it to be like a, you're brooksing. That's never a good thing. I don't like that. <laughs> well, it's going to be hard for us to forget that, okay? We're really going to drive that point home. I just wanted to get that in there. Let's get the show started right. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Pass caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right. So a good Tuesday to you. Looking forward to chatting it up. What do you want to talk about? Y'all hit me up on the country pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Text away on the Country Pleasing Sausage text line. just might make the show. Y'all call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059. That is a 601 number, 995-1059. Call me. Love to hear your voice today. Y'all can tweet me, at Radio Wyatt. That's Twitter. A little, I don't know. I thought I'd switch it up. A little something different today on the streaming. Now, in terms of you know listening to the show, no difference whatsoever. Every single day, uh, all day, you can stream what's going on here at The Zone at uh, thezone1059.com. So just go to the website, thezone1059.com. Click the play button. You'll be listening live to whatever's on the air at that time. Also on the iHeart app, this show, other shows here at uh, The Zone, stream live. iTunes, so stream it wherever you go. If you're watching the live stream on Facebook, you're getting hour number one today. We're going to stream hour two on Periscope. We'll switch it over to the YouTube channel and stream live on YouTube for hour three. Switching it up, see how that goes. 
here uh, today. So hi to everybody watching on the Facebook feed right now at facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Type your comments in and I'll be able to see them that way. I must tell you a quick story. Now, we're going to come back to this because uh, there's what I consider some really significant college football sound and fury going on out there right now today. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to get that. I want to put those stories in your lap so that you have the information. By and large, you're listening to this uh, because you're probably a college football fan, by and large, not completely, but mostly. So that's coming. But the first thing I want to address is a text that I got last night, followed by an, a, a tweet that went out regarding said information in said text. And this is pretty apropos because it gives me a chance to say hello first and foremost to JB. JB, how you doing today on a Tuesday? Man, I am doing Fat and happy. Stopped at the store, got me a corn dog coming in from the golf and course boy. with some sweet tarts and Milky Way and a green apple Powerade. So I am, <laughs> I'm fired up. <laughs> I bet you are. What a combination. Corn dog, sweet tarts. What else? Milky Way. Milky Way for dessert. And a, and a, and a, and a green apple Powerade. <laughs> it's the lunch of champions, brother. Mm. <laughs> it's also the lunch of a 12-year-old. But... <laughs> Hey man, you they say you are what you eat. You're going to be sugary today. That's what you're going to be. That's what I told my wife. I said, when I come home, I'll be sweeter than sweet. Are you also kind of a closet LSU fan? So you got a corn dog? No, man. I, I had to ask LSU I. at all. I know, but I, but I am a I am a huge corn dog fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. It's it's my go to at the gas station. Uh huh. All right, I got you. Hey, speaking of LSU, real quick, I just thought I'd put this out there. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, number one overall pick Joe Burrow has agreed in principle to a $36 million contract with the Bengals pending a physical later this week. He is receiving 100% of his $23.8 million signing bonus from the Bengals within 15 days of executing the contract. The man's going to have a big fat, speaking of fat and happy, he's going to have a big fat and happy bank account within the next two weeks. Not many college graduates from last year are going to make that kind of cheese first year out. No, in fact, one college graduate is, <laughs> and it's Joe Burrow. <laughs> He's the only one. Now, I guess we could check on Zion when we say last year, but did he graduate yet? Oh, no, he left after his uh, yeah. his, soft, his freshman year. Right. Yeah, yeah so he split. So, so the he old had, one and done. The old one and done. No, Y'all listen. All right. First comment today on Facebook, my buddy Greg down in Jones County. Greg says, what are your thoughts on Jackson Public Schools canceling their football season? JB, y'all sent me a text last night and says, heads up. It's breaking. Jackson Public Schools is canceling fall sports. I'm like one of those. It's like it's like that um, the record scratch sound effect. You go, what? Record scratch. Yeah. Holy cow, you've got to be kidding me. I, I was I had to just stand back and go, wait a minute. So that means this and that. And then I, I told my wife, I said, hey, Jackson Public Schools says they're not having fall sports. She says, according to who? I said, JB. She says, okay, all right. What does he know? <laughs> well, then she called her sister. Her sister 
who is married to one of the football coaches at Warren Central High School, right, who they play against in their own division there, some Jackson Public Schools. And they're like, well, we hadn't heard that yet. And then they heard it. Then it was all over the place, all over Twitter, everything. JB, you and I are even having a conversation via text about transfers. (laughs) Right. Within five minutes, we're like, man, prep versus JA is going to be the game of the century. (laughs) Oh, you're going to – it's going to happen. But here's why I'm confused. And and I need – here's what – I need you to set me straight because you've had your ear to the ground there for the last 24 hours. I am confused. There was – a tweet by Brandon Shields, who covers high school sports, last night at 9.38 p.m. It included a screenshot of a release from Jackson Public Schools last night at 9.38 p.m. It said, release Monday, July 27th, that's last night. Subject, no decision yet on sports and extracurricular activities in the fall. It has a contact, Sherwin Johnson, and the phone number and the email address. And the statement said, the JPS coaching staff were recently contacted by a district official and misinformed that a decision had been made to cancel the fall football season. There has been no official decision or announcement yet regarding athletics and extracurricular activities for the fall semester in Jackson Public Schools. The district is carefully reviewing potential options, safety guidelines, and recommendations from local and state health officials as it considers whether or not to allow sports and other events in the fall. The health, safety, and well-being of our students, staff, and families will guide whatever decision is made. When I read that on Twitter last night, JB, at about 9.40 p.m., right. I heard the voice of Vince Lombardi in my head. What the hell's going on out here? And that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. I have to admit, Vince was in my head. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> okay. Does, do we have any update? The last thing I have is about three hours ago, uh, and this tweet from John Wise, who's replying to Brian Haydad. Okay. He says, with Jackson Public Schools announcing virtual class in the fall and cancellation of sports, do you think that the whole health of the school-age kids was taken into consideration? Okay. Um, because you and I know that uh, there are a lot of, uh, JPS students that come from very impoverished areas. I mean, yeah. two of the churches that I served here in Jackson uh, are in the midst of four or five different high school, junior high, and elementary schools, and I can tell you they're poor. Mm-hmm. And and so the virtual learning to me for them is going to be incredibly difficult. And the last thing that I heard this morning was that yes, they are going to cancel the fall sports they just haven't done it officially yet that's correct and one of the reasons is because uh, and i talked with brooks about this on his way out um there there's a small group that had made that decision and even some of the coaches of the football teams in the jackson public schools were not even aware that that decision had been yeah uh, vocalized okay see so I, i think that's the reason for the for the crawfishing a little bit on the uh, waiting for the quote unquote official announcement. Okay, and and you know what? Here here we are in the middle of the day. The following day, so they may not even even had a chance to like meet and further address this deal. As, as at this point, as far as we know, as far as I know, right. So I 
what I'm going to do is, okay, it's out there. People are buzzing about it, talking about it. JB and I are going to be here with you for the next three hours. we got plenty of time to see what develops and get some information, if there is any information. And we've kind of laid out the timeline for you there. JB is in Jackson. He's in Jackson Metro. He, he's talking to people there. I'm not. I'm just connected via social media and whoever texts me info. But we're on the air with you, too, and we'll see if we get anything in. But... Well, it's not just going to affect the JPS school. No, I mean, it's just like you were talking about with your with your brother-in-laws. Is that um, you know Clinton? I live in Clinton, and in within their district, there's two or three J- JPS schools mm. that Clinton would then not have a game with. Right. And I know the same is true for you know everybody, everybody. really in this yeah. metro area. Right. And so it affects a lot of different teams and stuff if that does happen. It's just. You know, you could see why from a distance up here where I am, why I was the way I was about it. Yeah. One, it's a shock. I hear it from you, the words going around. And then last night, right before 10 p.m., they're putting out a statement going, hey, nothing's final. We haven't canceled anything. Okay, the same. Well, it, it, it shocked me because I was watching the local news with my wife and uh, uh, was watching the ABC affiliate. And uh, Nick Niehaus is the one who first reported it. Yeah. Uh, who's their sports anchor. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it seemed it seemed very credible to me, but I like I, like I said when I sent you that text, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Crazy, and immediately start thinking, "Okay, who are the good players, and where are they going?" <laughs> because, well, they interviewed one player on on uh, APT, and uh, he said he will play football somewhere this fall. Uh huh. How about that? How about that? By the way, on the uh, country please and text line, Fletch says, "You know, I, I said the record scratch." <laughs> He says, Matt, record scratch. 20-something. What is that, and does Benadryl help? <laughs> That'd be a 20-something, 20-year-old doesn't even know what a record is. I guess you're right. Anyway, uh, if any information pops up any further, we'll let you know. As of right now, what we know here on this show is it was a big old what-in-the-world moment last night. Lombardi's in my head. And then today, we, we hear... JB says he hears that they are indeed going to cancel the fall sports. They just haven't gone out here and officially stamped it and done it yet. Maybe that word started slipping out there a little early last night, but that's the way things happen. Anybody knows big news, big, important news. It's getting out. You can think it's sealed tight. You're in on that meeting and that decision. And you say, Hey, we want this to stay behind closed doors. It ain't, (laughs) it's not ever. So just remember that. Hey, there is a lot of uh, to do on today's show, too, that I'm looking forward to. we got the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days coming up. It is an SEC team. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's an SEC team. Looking forward to that. Also, uh, we're going to talk today with Ryan Fowler, friend of mine. Later in this hour, we're going to talk with Ryan. He hosts a show in Tuscaloosa. He's one of the voices of uh, sports in the Tuscaloosa radio market. Knows a lot about Alabama. Covers them, follows them. And I'm going to see if there's an update. If they are hearing updates in Tuscaloosa about the season opener for Alabama, then that might give us an indication of how they're leaning in these meetings this week in the conference, among the conference leaders. More on that in a sec. So we're going to talk with him. Also later today, we're going to talk with Bart Gregory, a Mississippi State play-by-play man on the SEC Plus, uh, does baseball, basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, and stuff for them. Bart is our pregame, postgame host for radio broadcast for football. Y'all hear him here on this radio station. 
Big baseball fan. He's really been watching some of the former Bulldogs hit home runs and throw out, you know, throw on the mound and stuff in these early major league games. And we're going to talk about that with Bart uh, coming up today as well. A couple more of your texts, and I'm flipping over to some college football news that I want you to know about real quick. Um, Fletch says, JB, you actually watch the 10 p.m. news? You must be older than I thought. <laughs> no, if he were older than you thought, Fletch, it would mean he wasn't awake for the 10 p.m. news. And he's been giving me grief since early this morning. Has he really? Yeah, he's been texting me, giving me grief. So. Why don't we just tell him to shut up? I mean, yeah. it's our show. I, I, well, you know, my mom always said... It's not nice to say shut up. That's true. Say be quiet, you stupid idiot. (laughs) Okay. Take that, Fletch. (laughs) Um, Denzel says, if I'm a private school in the metro area, there's one player I'm doing everything I can to get, and that's the Provine wide receiver who is the number one player in the state. He also wants me to ask Bart about his time working at the golf course when he was a part-time turf grass. He was part-time in the turf grass program at state. Yeah, I'll get him in there. We'll definitely get that in there. College football, why don't we? Come on. Okay. According to Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports, 38 minutes ago, he says the NCAA issued a blanket waiver allowing all football bowl subdivision schools to begin playing the college football season as early as August the 29th. According to a source at 24-7 Sports. Read between the lines of that opening statement, would you, with me? Uh, number one, 24-7 Sports is like rivals, right? It's got a site and a local writer in all these major college towns all across the entire country. So, that, so sources can be really good on some of this stuff for a thing like 24-7 sports. But also, why are they saying as early as August 29th? Take out your iPhone or your Android device from C Spire, pull it out of your pocket there, and hit the calendar app right on the front. Thank you, C Spire. And I'm going to look at August the 29th. August the 29th is the Saturday a week ahead of September the 5th. There is one major college football program out here who moved its season opener from September the 5th up to August the 29th. Do you know who that is? I'm talking a top five type of program. That would be the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma and Missouri State, they got a waiver from the NCAA to move their game up from September the 5th to August the 29th. And now today, the NCAA has issued a blanket waiver allowing all FBS subdivision schools to begin playing the college football season as early as August the 29th. Hmm... What do you think it all means? What do you think it all means? Well, today is Tuesday, the 28th. Tomorrow, July the 29th, is when I know the ACC presidents are going to make a decision about whether or not to go forward. What do you think they're going to decide tomorrow? 
I mean, they're not setting the schedule. They're not saying September 5th. It's just, do we want to go forward with college football? They're going to decide that tomorrow. What do you think the ACC presidents are going to decide? I'll tell you. They're going to decide, yes, we're going forward with college football. That decision will come tomorrow. So the NCAA putting something out today lets you start as early as August 29th if you want, if you want to. That's the direction this is all going. The SEC's presidents and chancellors are going to meet Thursday, not in person, but virtually. They're going to meet on Thursday to discuss the football season and update Commissioner Greg Sankey on virus-related issues on their respective campuses. See, a part of the ACC decision tomorrow is also going to be about whether or not they want to pursue non-conference games. I told you yesterday, one scenario that seems to be gaining some steam and making a lot of sense is the the cooperation between the ACC and the SEC to maybe just have a season that involves each other in some shape, form, or fashion, playing mostly conference teams, maybe one non-conference. And I told you yesterday, more than half of the SEC teams already have a game scheduled with an ACC team on their, their schedule. And one SEC team has two ACC teams in their schedule. That's Georgia. They got Virginia and Virginia, uh, Georgia Tech. Virginia and Georgia Tech. So seeing that today should be another clue for me and for you as we try to read tea leaves. The NCAA has gone, okay, you're Oklahoma. We'll just make it fair for everybody. If you want to start on the 29th of August, feel free. It's okay with us. Now, you go about your happy way and make your decisions best for you and your conference. In other words, whatever the ACC and SEC do decide tomorrow and Thursday, it will not be held up in any way by the NCAA. They are free to decide. That's a big step, big clue. I'm Matt, just getting started with you on this Tuesday. Stick around. It's back to the Matt Wyatt Show on the 50,000 Watt Sports Powerhouse. ESPN 105.9 The Zone and Check it out online now. At The Zone 1059.com. Let me clear my throat. There we go. A little hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com has me rip, snorting, raring to go. Hi, Joy on Facebook. Hope you're doing well. Greg says, nice cap. Yep, it's got my little bully emblem on the front of it. Got this cap. This is one of my favorites I've gotten from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Y'all hit them up on Twitter, at HailStateGC. They are open most days, and they can get you what you want, ship it out to you. Call them, 325-3028, at Hale State GC. You are looking pretty sharp today, man. Well, thank you very much. That's nice of you to say. Dr. Brojo, Brother John. You got it. Knock him out, John. <laughs> I heard that a lot growing up. I bet you did. Shoot up in here amongst <laughs> us. Byron on the Facebook live stream says, uh, Smith from Provines. Dandy Dozen, top-rated by 24-7, I guess, receiver. Won't play if this is true. But, yeah, I mean, that's what we're saying, Byron, is a lot of – we think a lot of these players may be already uh, – they're going to have options of places to play. As JB told you, local news, they interviewed a local player, and he said, I'm playing football somewhere. You know, I mean, how can you blame them for looking at a to find a way 
to make that happen. If you're just tuning in, so the rumor and reported last night, earlier last night, Jackson Public Schools canceling fall sports and extracurricular activities and all the learning is going to be online, distance learning. Then last night, about just before 10 p.m., JPS puts out a statement that basically said, oh, we didn't cancel anything. It's, it actually said no decision yet on fall sports. Coaching staff were recently contacted by a district official and misinformed that a decision had been made. As of today, people are hearing that they, they are going to cancel it. They just haven't done it officially yet. So maybe the word got out just a little too quickly. But certainly it is a hot topic of conversation out there among sports fans in Mississippi, especially high school football world and coaches and what does it mean. Brown Hornet on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Brown Hornet says, Matt and JB, here's my question. If one of the JPS smaller schools, he says, let's just say schools in our 1A, 2A classes have multiple players test positive and have to quarantine, what do we do about that domino effect to the team and other teams on schedules? He says, he went on to say, I hate it for the kids, but if these kids have to quarantine at home with the at-risk family, I get it. I do too. I do too. I mean, at the high school level, you have a lot of uh, students who would participate, athletes, who if they are said, okay, you, you, you've contracted, <laughs> contracted, you've uh, tested positive and gotten this virus, whether it's from a teammate or something else, you got to quarantine for 14 days. And they go, well, I live at home with my grandmother and she has COPD or something else. You know, now we're now we're in a real mess. And I, I know that's what they're talking about. If if you look at two just numbers, like look at uh, the Miami Marlins baseball team, they had three more of their players that are positive from this weekend's deal. So it's up to 17. And. OK, well, if you have a one, a football team of 17 players, that get it. They ain't, they're not playing football for a couple of weeks. Uh, regardless of how it turns out. Now, I will say this, Brown Hornet, to your question. There are so many questions like that. Like, what if, what if, what if? And given this situation in that nobody's been through it before, we have no choice but to entertain what if questions all over the place. What if this? What if that? We have to, we have to entertain all of that. What if? But I think, should, isn't it isn't it practical? I understand the dangers of the of the uh, virus, but isn't it practical to also look at it and go, we should all accept the fact that there will be positive tests after positive tests, and we will hear about it in all walks of life. It's not going away. And if people are allowed to leave their homes for anything, in other words, there is no power or principality that can keep people from living a life. Okay? So therefore, people are going to get this virus. It's just the way it is. What we're doing right now is trying to limit its effect. We're trying to flatten the curve again, right? But we're nowhere near getting rid of it. And so positive tests and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just a part of our life going forward.
So I guess what I'm saying is, at what point, when do we reach a point that as people, as individuals, uh, let's don't talk about big groups, okay, of people. Let's just talk about individuals. When do we as individuals get to a point where we are not shocked when somebody has the virus? I understand it may take a while, but ultimately that's what we're getting to. All right, Matt Daddy. I got two things on Matt Daddy's text line right here. He's texted the show, and I can see what he sent earlier today. Just a couple of minutes ago, Matt Daddy says, Canton is going to be 100% virtual, just like JPS. I wonder if they will cancel fall sports too. But earlier today at 10.50, this would be during the gridiron, he has a text about me. I can't help but see it. It's right above the last one. This is what I was telling you about. This is what you meant, isn't it? JB warned me of this before the show. Matt Daddy says, Matt Wyatt looks a little like Woody Harrelson. (laughs) It's funny, Matt. I have heard that my entire adult life. I think the first time someone said that to me, I was in college and I'd never heard it before. And I thought, yeah, I can see it. You know, I go watch the movie White Man Can't Jump. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Sort of. And you see Woody when he had hair at Cheers. And of course, he doesn't have any hair now. Neither do I. So I can kind of see it. That Man. means in the backfield for Mississippi State, 97 through 2000, you had Chris Rock and Woody Harrelson at quarterback. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Man, Wayne, especially when he was young, he absolutely resembled Chris Rock. I mean, that didn't just come out of nowhere, you know. I heard he didn't like that too much either. He didn't. He never really grabbed onto it. I don't yeah. know why or for what reason, but man, I'd have milked that for all it was worth. <laughs> he never really grabbed onto it. Yeah, but he did. I'm just saying it's Matt says laid back vibes like Woody too. Why did that come up though on the Brooks show on the gridiron, Matt, at ten fifty AM? That, what that I got in the car from the golf course about a little bit after eleven, and they picked back up on it, and they were talking about some other things, uh, and different looks for different people. Yeah, and so that came up. Somebody, there was another one I couldn't remember what they, but the one that stuck with me with, was about you and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see it. You know, I've always been able to see it just a little bit. Uh, I I can guarantee you though, I can guarantee you with certainty. I have not smoked as much marijuana as Woody Harrelson has or other types of narcotics that I've only, I've only heard about and seen about him in his life. <laughs> I can promise you I'm trailing in that regard. I read an interview with him one time and he said that he would never smoke dope with Willie Nelson again. <laughs> and that's not the first person, uh, actor, musician, that. whatever, that said that about Willie. <laughs> he, he just won't do it again. Yeah, it's not going to be with him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nick says the MAIS bag men are about to be all over Jackson's uh, Jackson, like pigs on slop. Recruiters, are you saying, Nick? Look, like I said, I was having a text conversation last night about the transfer possibility, the best players from JPS schools. Are they going to, is it going to be prep, JA, or. MRA or somewhere else. You think that's happening? What do you 
What are the percentage chances that right now, as we speak, even though there supposedly is a holdup in the official decision, what what are the chances that right now, as we speak, there are some people who are already kind of uh, making contacts? <laughs> Gator Man on the Country Please and Text Line says, exactly, Matt, there's no cure or vaccine yet. So people are going to still test positive until we get those things. Well, no doubt. I mean, and after you get those things, people are going to test positive. That's the thing about it. You know, here we are late July. It's about to be August. And we hear, you know, so-and-so tested positive or so-and-so is in quarantine. Look, I'm walking in my neighborhood today, right? I'm walking. And not only, okay, I see a neighbor of mine, a friend of ours. He lives on the street behind us. He's walking opposite direction, the same street I am. Well, he stayed on one side of the street and I stayed on the other. We did not, neither, neither of us crossed the street to get in proximity to the other guy. We stood on both sides of the street and just yelled across the street as cars went between us. That's life now. You know, four months ago, I walk across the street, shake his hand. But you know what he told me? He said, yeah, my wife and I are self-quarantining for two weeks, basically. Because in two weeks, we're supposed to travel to go see our son. He said, and he named him, and he said, you know, he has, uh, he, he is a type 1 diabetic and has some health issues. He said, so we're quarantining for a period of time before we even travel to go see our son. Listen, that's life. Stuff like that. I hate the term new normal also. I don't use it very often, but that's what they're talking about. How awkward is it when you walk up to someone you don't know if you ought to shake their hand or not? Because you want to, but you know you shouldn't. It's weird, isn't it? It's awkward. All right, let's talk with Ryan Fowler and Tuscaloosa coming up next. Stick around. Do you have any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. Live online at thezone1059.com and... Keep your radio turned on. To ESPN 105.9, The Zone. All right, here we go. Back in the studio with you. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes. That's what I call them. Your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. That's the big thing. It's local. Somebody you can deal with face-to-face, one-on-one, talk to and kind of get the details in that whole insurance realm when you have questions. And it doesn't matter when it is or when that fender bender happens, they're available to you because they are local. That's why I call them hometown heroes. Local, live, and in charge in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, kind of the football, college football capital of the world, is Ryan Fowler. You can hear him on Tide 100.9 every day, from 2 to 6. Has the uh, one of the best shows that you're going to hear in terms of covering college football in the Southeast. And he's on your radio right now on this show. Ryan Fowler joining us from Tuscaloosa. Ryan, thanks for a little bit of time today, man. Uh, hope you're doing well. I, I enjoyed talking with you yesterday. And I'm just curious to start off. Uh, are you, as you listen and talk to people in the Tuscaloosa area, are you getting any indication right now of how this thing is headed? What decisions we might see come down the pipe this week about whether or not we start practice on time and actually start the season on time? Are you hearing anything? Well, Alabama's already went out to a 
couple of walkthrough practices. So they've kind of went to those, uh, I think it was two additional weeks that they gave them some practice time. I think Alabama's already taken advantage of that. But, you know, right now it's, it's everything has been very, very quiet coming out of the Athletic Communication Office. Not a lot of uh, confirmation. Alabama's not one of the schools that, you know, they're really not known for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not really their style. But, you know, you see all the different COVID tests. You know, we've tested 500 and, you know, you got 16 positive tests. Well, if you look, Alabama's not been one of those schools that sent out any information. So it's quite as a mouse. You almost have to kind of go behind the scenes and get some information. But but from what I'm hearing uh, from text messages, people inside the program, it, it just seems like that we're going to find a way to at least give approach. Now, I think all of us, including you guys there in the Magnolia State, we're waiting on Thursday because that could be the day that we shut this thing down or we fire it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big 12 today with Bob Bowlesby uh, seems like they're headed in a direction where they're going to play this thing. You look at Iowa State schedule in Ball State, uh, Alabama, right now, we're 39 days away from the opening Saturday. We don't even know who this team's played. I mean, mm-hmm. think about that for a 39 days away, you cancel USC. You, you don't know who Alabama's played. So Nick say that it has to be driving him crazy because he's such a program guy and crosses the bridge within the same time every morning, uh, within two minutes at the same time every morning. This has to be, with he being such a control freak, this has to be driving him crazy. But right now, there's just a lot of uncertainty. But I think you got to control what you can control. Do what you can control. Uh, everything else is just going to have to fall into place. Yeah, it's, it, it is really interesting. I was talking about that earlier. So you've got the Big 12 saying, as, as late as today, that all the Power 5 conferences don't have to do the same thing. That's a clue. We know the ACC's sure. presidents are going to vote tomorrow, and then the SEC having their virtual meeting on Thursday – and the fact that, you know what, Ryan, I, I want your opinion on this. I think the fact that we started those walkthrough practices on Friday, those things actually happened and they weren't called off, I think that's an indication of how these people are going to vote this week. What do you think? No, okay, Matt, I, I want to add something to this because you and I are kind of positive thinkers. I, I think it, you know we're, we're, we're both very important to our faith, and maybe that's just because of, uh, our, our faith kind of guides us that way, mm. but but let's go to the Big Twelve for just a couple of minutes. Okay, Let, let's let's take a look at this. Well, I, actually, why don't we back up? We look at the Big Ten. See, I look at the Big Ten as kind of going rogue a little bit. Now, Thank the Pac twelve is always going to follow the, the the Big Ten. That that's just who they are with that relationship. I almost think the Big Ten had this meeting and conversation that morning, and I think they said. You know, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to look good. We're going to try to make this thing. And they went out and did that on that Thursday afternoon. The Pac-12 did it on Friday. Well, because of that, you almost create the bond between the other three conferences, in yeah. the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC. And, and if they kind of stayed step in step because, you know, they had this one person that kind of, you know, went rogue on them a little bit. So me looking at the Big 12 is kind of, as you said, it's almost like a little bit of inside that what the SEC is going to do, because I just don't think after what the Big Ten did, I don't feel like that they're now, they're in better communication. So I think the Big 12 doing what they have done is almost an indication, as you said, the way that we'll probably go on Thursday and the way the ACC will go as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm secretly, well, I guess it's not a secret. I'm internally hoping, Ryan, that the SEC votes – to um, or decides to go with 
10 conference games and maybe one out of conference because I want that model to become permanent. Do you have a take or a stance on that? Well, listen, every time I go to uh, clandestine to cover the SEC spring meetings, not this year, but in, in years prior, they've always went from the eight conference games, they went to nine. If you remember, Nick Saban and Brett Bittleman the only one that went to nine conference mm-hmm. games. Yep. So that, that now Nick Saban has started this past year of asking for ten conference games from going from eight to ten. And I think what he's probably trying to do is almost like, okay, there's no way I can get nine. Let me go to ten and maybe we can meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. But ten conference games, could you imagine what that would do for your fan base yeah. and what that would do here locally? Uh, that would create a demand of, of tickets. You know, if you had a chance to play Alabama, Kentucky, rather than Alabama, Georgia State. And listen, I'm not trying to kick those smaller teams uh, to the curb because I understand financially they need those paydays. They need that payday to survive. But I, almost like what you said yesterday, when, when you look at it, 10 conference games would be huge. And it, it would be for the financial side. I think you might be able to make up some of the difference that you're going to lose this year. But is there any chance that we get that? I, I do think that there is a possibility uh, that, that we may get that. And if we do, there's nobody going to be more happy than Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fowler from 100.9 The Game in Tuscaloosa. You can listen to him in the afternoons from 2 to 6. Uh, one last question, Ryan, in regards to the Crimson Tide. If we had had a full spring and off season, would you feel like there's more of a chance that you could have a freshman quarterback like Bryce Young take over? And, and because you haven't had a spring, he's now got a, a steeper hill to climb to catch Mac Jones? Or are you still anticipating Bryce Young at some point taking over this year? All right, well, let, me, let me throw this. I mean, you, you're a former SEC quarterback, so, so you can kind of help me understand this, okay? Looking at Bryce Young and without 15 days of practice, mm-hmm. you could say, well, it really puts him behind the eight ball because he didn't have that chance to earn that team, to be able to to get that team to buy in him as far as a locker room. And Mac Jones has got that locker room because he's, he, he beat Michigan, went on the road. But then the other part of this, if you want to kind of take the other's approach, what it, and, and this is why I was trying to pick your brain yesterday on my show is to look at Alabama and say, well, is there any chance that they back off a little bit with the, the amount of playbook? Mm-hmm. Let, let's say that they pull back a little bit of that because you kind of need all your guys to be ready because you may have an emergency situation. That's right. So if you flip that a little bit, is there any chance that Flash Young is not going to have to know 100% of that playbook. And so that may be an advantage that we think maybe for Mac Jones. Does that make any sense at all? I hope it does. Yeah. No, it does. It does. And just like I was telling you yesterday, I think, you know, in a COVID college football season, I think there's a great chance that coaches are going to be getting more guys ready to play now or trying to get them in a position they can play now because you don't know who you're going to have week to week based on the COVID testing. That's really interesting. Uh, and a conversation that – I mean, it's just a thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, and – and I think, Ryan, what it is is something that is an example of these millions of derivatives, effects of the COVID stuff that 
half of them we haven't even touched on yet because it's so new to all of us. Uh, it's fascinating. Hey, man, I really do appreciate some time. I uh, hope you have a great show today. Thanks, and we'll talk again soon. I think we lost him. Ryan Fowler. It was just in time. How about that, JB? His signal hung in there right until the point we told him goodbye. That worked out perfectly. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Ryan C. Fowler. At Ryan C. Fowler. He does a good job on the show over there. He really does. And that is an interesting point. He brought that up in an interview yesterday. He and I were talking on his show. And that's something I hadn't thought of a lot. With the potential that you get into a season and your starting quarterback could test positive for the coronavirus and therefore he has to go quarantine. Does that mean instead of the third string guy running scout team or the fourth string guy running scout team during the week, we have more maybe invited walk-on quarterbacks and other people to run scout team because we actually have to get three and four quarterbacks ready to run our offense because any given week, we could be down to that fourth guy. He's the only one we have that can play. That is a wild thought. Hour two coming up. We'll do the countdown of 100 teams. Team number 39, and it's from the SEC. Stick around. 